gentlemen, it's Thursday night. Please give a big, warm Cardiff New Theatre welcome all the way to the stage for the Socially Distant Sports Band! Hello! Hello, Cardiff! Oh, yes. Easy. Come on. Oh. Lovely. I'm not saying that, that Wales is small. But we, we went off we for a drink last night after the gig and uh, we were in the pub and a lady who'd been at the show came up to me and she said, I live in your old house. <laughs> right? Okay. And I said, which one? And she went, oh, in Grangetown, the last one you lived in. And I, I, and I asked her the address and it was right. And she went, anyway, I've got some post for you. <laughs> 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 she did. <laughs> A BBC contributor payment from when I was on the Rod Gilbert Radio Wales show in 2008. 30 quid, safe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've got some post for you. It is 20 now, yeah. What's 20 now? I don't know, I just agreed because I wanted it to end. <laughs> You're such a nice yeah. man. Yeah. It is You've no idea what he's talking about, but yeah. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alice is very unconfrontational. Yeah. <laughs> it is, it is. Yeah, what? Yeah. I don't know, but 100%. it is. 100%. Absolutely. I definitely am one of those. Oh, Thank yeah. you. My mum said that. Mum said when she used to take me to, uh, uh, like, toddler group when I was little. Okay. Obviously when I was little, yeah, not yeah. when I was 16. <laughs> <laughs> when I was 16. Fucking fronting a fucking <laughs> Otherwise being over-agreeable is the least of your worries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got soft tots, man. Yeah. <laughs> Alice, you're 28. Yeah. Great soundtrack in kids' zone. I fucking love smashed puppies, like, you know what I mean? The blue and, the blue and red ones, like. When they go all purple down the bottom, like, it's lovely, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Fucking purple, like, you know what I mean? I was, lovely. Uh, I was the absolute daddy at Kilchma, my flint did. Yeah. In 1982. Smashing, are we? But, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they were all fucking scared of me, like, I was tough as fucking nails in Kilchma, my flint in toddler group. In Crundale Vestry Village Hall, 1982-83. Fucking rock art, that was. But, um, yeah, apparently, uh, in terms of how I coped with that heckle, if kids would just come up to me and take my toys, and I would go, fine. <laughs> and, 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 um... A mugger's dream come true. And absolutely, <laughs> I, I got mugged. I remember. In, Did you? In Grangetown, yeah. When I, when By the I, woman who now lives in your house? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Jolly BBC buddy, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I walked home. I walked home to Grinch, I'm from Canton. It's a boy on a bike. He rode into me. This is not Mad Max. This is yeah, yeah. means like a 12-year-old boy on a bike. And I, and I went, oh, sorry, you've ridden into me there. Do apologise. My fault. And, uh, and then he got back on his bike and he did it again. And I said, <laughs> it, it looks like you need to learn how to ride a bike, young man. Because uh, uh, when I get mugged, I turn into a, a 1970s uh, headmaster from Ammonford. Um, yeah, and then he rode into uh, me the third time and then punched me in the face. I remember when this happened. Yeah, I said... I was nowhere near there at the time, but I mean... No, no. And I said, I said, what, what on earth is going on here? He said, give me your fucking phone, you stupid cunt. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, that, is the, that is the gist of those sort of things. Yeah. 
But I couldn't believe, I lived there for years and I, I never had any trouble, so I couldn't, I couldn't believe it was happening to me. So I said, no. Which, which obviously is not what you're meant to do no. with a mugger. No. I said, I'm not giving you your, my, 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 no, my, no, no, my no. Blackberry. Blackberry. There's some, there's some very important contacts on this. And in, and in my man bag, I've got... You did have that leather man bag, didn't you? I did. I said, I said, I said I've got all of the notes for the 2009 Edinburgh Festival show I'm currently working on, and a couple of CDs by the prog rock band Soft Machine. <laughs> um, and he punched me in the face, yeah. Um, sure. And then I ended up... How old was he? He was, he oh, was, I, well, was, he was young. a few of them, but they were quite young. But I ended up Every time you mention oh, it, he got slightly older. Now there's a few of them. Oh, there's four of them. Initially, he's a man on a bike. Oh, yeah, well... Five, he, five. Uh, uh, there, there were 30 eight of them. Of them. <laughs> yeah, it's wicked, and they all had guns, right? They <laughs> <laughs> guns. But um, no, and then I wouldn't, I wouldn't say scrapping, but I ended up kind of offering resistance, which, was, which is very, Ooh. very... Go on, you. Which was, Come on. I would say, uncharacteristic. I've seen you a different light now. And then, and then, and then <laughs> the next morning, I remember waking up and I had uh, sore knuckles. I remember thinking, oh, bloody hell, I must have, I must have got a couple of digs in. And I rem then I remembered being kicked in the hand. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the hand kicking. Yeah, I remember that. I told you at the time when I was, I was going to a cash point when I was about, uh, about 1990 on St. Mary's Street. Yeah, one of the first ones. Yeah, one of the first ones. Early cash point. Yeah. When old people would still thank them. That's the one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a little, there's a little man in there, and that's his job. It's funny what, it's funny what counts for work these days, isn't it? He just pushes money through a little slot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think that. Oh, clearly. So well, the vast I got, majority of my family thought it. I got mugged. Well, I attempted mugging. Um, just by the cash point there. By some, at least, well, I was about the same age as we had, I imagine, right? Uh, similar sort of scenario to yours, except I got the retaliation in first. So yeah. That's not retaliation, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's assault. <laughs> no, no, it isn't, actually, How can Stephen. You what, what is it? It's then? called preemptive self-defence in law. Thank you very much. Preemptive self-defence. So I hit him with a luck. I need him in the balls. It was perfect, right? Always in that shit. Don't go for the big punch. They're expecting that, right? Yeah, yeah. Knee in the balls, double him up, shirt over the top, ice hockey style. Fired about four <laughs> no. into him. Yeah, yeah. As all his guy done was ask you if you were in the queue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so have you finished, mate? Have you finished there? Fucking hell! <laughs> it, it happens every day. <laughs> I kicked him right in the Barclays badge. <laughs> and, uh, his money came out of his pockets, right? I didn't, I didn't mug him. That would have been quite funny, right? <laughs> but his money sort of went everywhere. You know, it, was, it was coins. He's about 18, 19, this kid, right? Yeah. So as he got up, now, I made Paul run on the corner, sort of calm me down. He said, fucking old buzz boss. Calm down a bit. And then uh, he was sort of getting up. He was, a, he was a bit discombobulated, this fellow, right? So he gets back on his feet. And then he's like, looking for his pockets and stuff. And I'm not going to hit him again. I said, what's the matter? He said, oh, my fucking bus fare's gone, meat." <laughs> I said, how much is your bus? One pound twenty. So hang on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I gave him two quid and fucked up. So he was eighty p up. Yeah. <laughs> you did get mugged. He did get mugged. He lost some money on the drive. I think someone rolled down the drain and stuff. And I felt quite bad for him. Oh. You know, oh. heart of gold, absolute heart of gold. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're ever going to get, I mean, although. Like I said on the pod the other day, when I was that fellow, I shouldn't have had a tete-a-tete -tete with that fellow in Tesco. Because he was like Goliath's big brother, this fellow, right? Yeah. And I thought, hello, social justice. 
in action. Watch your language, mate, will you? He went, fuck off, you cunt. Who are you? With your fucking, fucking safari shirt on, mate, and your fucking stupid fucking shorts on. I went, oh, shit, I have as well. Yeah, yeah. Right, fair play, got me there. That's me. Yeah. I just completely shat myself. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, should have 49. I got issues. <laughs> Welcome to my world, Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrifying, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely horrible. But yeah, yes, £10,000 by the mm, bar mm. for a comedy gig. Well, there might be, we mentioned last night, one of the fellows on the Patreon group, which I love that Patreon group on Facebook, because there's some great stories on there, Well, was um, the fellow at, at uh, Salford who said that uh, he couldn't remember much about the gig, but he did remember throwing up on a dead pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> so I imagine it's a new low. <laughs> I went to watch the Swans play Merthyr once at Penadaran Park. Yeah. Chill out. No, 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 no. I'm not Ooh. getting booed at my own gig. It's all got a bit of bank, isn't it? Cardiff fans <laughs> who booed me, you've paid to get in. <laughs> you jack enabling bastards. <laughs> <laughs> jack enablers. <laughs> I remember being stood on the terrace um, at Penadana Park. So Ninian, Ninian Park at the Bob Bank, the Vetch had the, the North Bank. Yeah, it's the Wank Bank at Penadara Park. Is it really? It is, yeah. Super. So I was stood on the, on the Wank Bank. Ah, that's phenomenal. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was stood on the Wank Bank, which is a sentence I'll never tire of saying, I don't think. And there was, there was, a, there was a dead pigeon on the floor next to a syringe. Yeah. It's addictive, mate. It's addictive. Just should have just cooed no, shouldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and it's the only place I've... It's the only football ground I've been to for decades where kickoff was at 3pm and at 2.58 people would walk from the wank bank to another stand across Brilliant. the pitch carrying cans of cider. Okay. Yeah, you don't get that at the Emirates. I love that. And it's poorer for it, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love, I'm very fond the of wank it. I love, the, I love the phrase wank bank. Yeah. You know, because when, when we were kids, we had to sort of, I mean, you're a little bit, obviously, like 10 years younger than me. Yeah. But you had mm. to improvise when you were sort of my age. I mean, there was no internet. There was no, yeah. you know, unless you had a kindly PE teacher by any cock <laughs> 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 There was nothing to do. So my nan, this is a true story. I think I've told you this before. Whoa, no, no, no. Whoa, nothing whoa, whoa. <laughs> Bleak very quickly, isn't it? Very attractive lady. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Nana Sexy in Barry. Nana she, um, no. <laughs> Sorry, Nan. My dad's coming Saturday. Do not let me talk about that. Fucking <laughs> hell. Imagine that. Fucking hell. Big Bob wouldn't be happy. So, the point being, right? In the 80s, there was, there was scarce, I mean, there was a paucity of, of literature or anything you could use. I mean, you had like amateur photographer and these sorts of things. Occasionally, like, the, you know, the Sunday Express magazine might have something in there, like a bikini yeah. shot or something. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Lady Chatterley's lover, C.H. Like Lawrence. Yeah. So, um, but my nan, God bless her. Lady Chatterley's lover. My nan, I used, what the fuck, I just, I just heard that. Lady Chatterley's How lover. How far in do you have to read before it, it bloody, gets sexy? It was illegal for being sexy. I know. In the 18th but... century, yeah. <laughs> How much of a build-up to a wank do you want? Well, he... <laughs> 
five chapters. Oh, it's, no, they had to read... Did you start taking one off at the start, the start of the American War of Independence, did you? <laughs> no, they, they, they read out the most salacious passages at the Old Bailey. I oh, mean, right. I've got a copy on me, but I mean, if... Right, I, any, bet, has, I has, bet you it's not in my gig 12. <laughs> so my nan, oh, listen, so my nan... Yeah. ...would get the same newspaper delivered, right? Now, forget the politics, I didn't care about that. I was, I was 86, I was 14. Yeah. She'd get the same newspaper delivered every day, and then she'd keep all the papers in the sort of next to the fire, the coal fire, yeah. and that would be like kindling, you know? What I used to do was, because I knew she had the sun, on a Saturday night, mum and dad would go to the golf club, me and my sister got my nan, she'd babysit for us, right? Sun's there, right? Now, I used to take the sun newspapers into the back room in my nan's house, right? Fair. No, I'm not... That's, I'm that's not very fucking, good of you. I'm not an animal, I didn't... <laughs> He took them out of the front room, if I didn't whack off in my nan's back room, right? But the point being, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't steal the sun. She'd know I'd steal the sun. I couldn't nick page three. She'd know I'd nick page three. What I used to do at 14 years of age in the 80s was take my tracing paper to my nan's house. <laughs> I, I used to trace page three. In a rush, in a rush. And, and if I... <laughs> sometimes I'd just do the tits. I'd just do the boobs like that. And put them in my back pocket. And that would keep me going for a week in the old days. So that would... And I should explain it to, you know, to youngsters now that they don't know they're born, really. Did you... Did until you... they've whacked off over Linda Lazardi's greaseproof face, which <laughs> I... I have done. Oh. Did, 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 did you used to write down the little political comment then? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What her uh, hobbies were, yeah. all that sort of stuff. Um, Amanda thinks uh, Neil Kinnock should hurry up and abolish Clause 4. <laughs> Amanda is dead set against the extension to the M4. <laughs> no, I should do that. Tracy Old Page Kareen Russell. And in fact, um, Linda Lazardi did a panto in here a couple of years yeah. ago. Oh, no, she did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well done, sir. I'd love to be behind her, that's for sure. So, uh... It's a single entendre. It's too much, out, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> right, should we do some sport? No, no rush. Oh, fuck no, it. Yeah, no, you're right. No. It's no been rush. proven time and time again by focus groups that you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make you like it. And the, and, and the people uh, who did initially download the podcast because of the sports content haven't been downloading it since March 2020. <laughs> <laughs> the Venn diagram, yeah, the yeah. first five episodes and the rest of it. It was 56 it. minutes, the first one. Mm. Was it? And now it's like three hours and 20. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the sport content has got less of it. Yeah. <laughs> First clip for tonight mm. is from the Cymru Premier. Oh, class. This, I think, is my favourite sports fan because of what he does, yeah. and more importantly, because of how he talks. Look at him behind the goal there. Every goal. Doesn't matter how it goes in. <laughs> I love football. So good. It's not very often that I find myself face to face with an internet sensation. We're stood in a dangerous place here, but you know, what's it been like for you? Your, your celebration has gone viral. Well, it has been, it's been quite a few million, I believe, or four million. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's good for the club, it's good for the league. And it's good for you. I mean, what kind of reaction have you had from people? 
well, uh, I'm a bit of a superstar. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no doubt about that. I mean, you've been following oh. this club, you were telling me, for years. Yes, for about 70 odd years now. Brilliant. And um, this will be continues quite a few years again. And, and what have you made of this season back in the Welsh Premier now? Well, it's very difficult, it is. As you know, it was pretty easy in the, the Welsh League. We won most of the games. But in the Welsh Premier now, it's hard against these teams. So we hope it will have a few more new players this season now, this week. And let's hope you'll go from there. Where did you get your inspiration for the celebration? Well, it's it just happened. You know, like I said, I've done it now for <laughs> 30, 40 years. And it's been picked up lately now by... Um, the media and uh, I seem to be a superstar. And all of a sudden you're walking down the street and people are shouting at you, do the die. Well, sometimes, yes. <laughs> oh, I love it. I, I absolutely love it. So good. Oh, so good. Love the way that guy sounds. Oh. Yes. Because that's where my, my grandfather's from, basically that area. So he, when he spoke English, he sounded like that. And I love the fact that he wears a shirt and tie shirt to and watch tie. football. Absolutely. That's, that, that is dying sure, out. That it is, that, and that accent. I mean, my grandparents, my, they spoke like that. I think that was like an old Welsh yeah. way of speaking. It yeah. wasn't just West Wales that's talking no. about Merth of talking no, like that. I was going to say, my granddad sounded like that. Yeah, And lovely. he was from Swansea Valleys. But it was the church Welsh. Yeah, yeah. Proper chapel, chapel Welsh. Welsh. But like, wearing a shirt and tie on a Saturday to watch Lethley play Connors, Keane or Mads. <laughs> like, like, people don't even wear shirts and ties for job interviews now. No. No. I just, like, my dad shaved every single day so he went I. to work. Every, yeah. You should shave every single day. Not his groin. <laughs> groin. Yeah. What a great word, groin. Yeah. Hey, what are you doing in there? I'm shaving my groin for work, <laughs> Prime Minister. <laughs> don't have to do it. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why you did the act out there. Yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but I, I assumed I'd have to do the same when I started to work in an office when I was like 21, yeah. Yeah. graduating. We all wore ties. People. <laughs> but like people. Yeah. What teaching? Uh, well, I look torpedo, no, you look a bit of a dick, really. Yeah, true. But people turn up in a right state. Yeah. Now, you don't, have to, you don't have to shave, you don't have to wear a shirt and tie. But dye probably hasn't worked for 20 years. And that hair as well, though, look at that. Yeah, yeah, Real yeah. cream. Love, I bet he smells lush, he's got soft skin. Yeah. <laughs> no, do you know what I mean? I, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, been a while. Yeah. <laughs> if if yeah. dye's making you horny, yeah. you're in trouble, yeah, yeah. pal. <laughs> I'm just saying, I fancy dye, that's all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Everton mints in his uh, court pot. Oh, yes, please. He's yeah, the yeah. prince of hearts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched loads of the Cymru Premier, or the Connick as it was then in the 90s. I used to watch Command the Town a lot. And there were these four big town fans in. That's it. Wow. But there were these four old boys who used to sit in front of me at Richmond Park. And they, they were having a great time just taking the piss and making each other laugh. And there was one guy, and he, he, uh, the stuff used to shout, <laughs> look at me when I'm talking to you! <laughs> look at me, look at me, look at me! You tosser! <laughs> I just think he's getting paid 30 quid. <laughs> some bloke from... Some bloke from Duncan <laughs> North to call him a tosser. <laughs> In front of 200 people. <laughs> We're dying though as well. I mean, it's 70 years of doing that. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Supporting yeah. his local club for 70 years. Since he was seven. So he stood behind the goal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where did the inspiration come from? I love some of those questions. Where did the inspiration come from? Well, a bit of a superstar now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to the media and, um, you know, um, what it is, is, I, um, you know, I love the old Welsh way, you, you can say about nine things and nothing. say nothing at all. Yeah. <laughs> Why do they put call centres in Wales? I don't fucking know, honestly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah, what it is, is I, uh, the thing is, I, um, well, basically what it is, is basically is. Yeah. Kelly's old man. All right, Mike, it's Jeff, it is. Yeah. yeah. I, I, believed you the, I believed you the first time, Jeff, it's all right. <laughs> Basically, Mike, what it is, is a, uh... <laughs> Fuck off, Jeff, will you? Fuck off, Jeff. <laughs> first time I met him, first time I met Jeff, Kelly said to me, listen, I've got to warn you, my old man, he was good friends with Andrew, my, my ex-boyfriend. Uh, so it's going to be a bit awkward. They're both Swans fans, but, you know, just get on the dome. You're a Cardiff boy, it's all a bit awkward. Within years, like three or four years with this other fella. So got, got there, quite frosty. And then Kelly went upstairs with, with the stepmom to sort of get ready to go out, and I was just sat there with her old man. By the time she came downstairs, because I said, oh, is that your, your piano in the corner, Jeff? Yeah, yes. You play a bit, do you? I play a bit, yeah. yeah. I said, oh, what you play? Well, everything I could, I mean, yeah. Well, she was upstairs about 20 minutes. She came downstairs. Her old man's playing Long and Winding Road, and I'm singing it. <laughs> We're like fucking Peters and Lee after like... <laughs> I like to keep the references bang on at Peter yeah. Lee. <laughs> was what? he singing as well? He's a terrible voice. He does <laughs> sing. No, I mean, we can cut this out if you want to. He does listen to podcasts. Um, awful voice. He should, he, should have sing, he should have singing lessons every week, right, for some woman up in Cumdonkin or somewhere, right? <laughs> Who, I've got to be honest, was fleecing him, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> we bonded over a duet. Every time I went down, then after that, he would play me his CDs of him singing. <laughs> really? Straight up. Did you have to pretend? At what, at what point did you feel comfortable enough to go that? that? Well, I've right. never, never told him. Well, I told him no. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. what, what sort of stuff is he singing then? Oh, a bit of Tony Christie, whatever. I mean, whatever it was, he'd kill it. So, um, <laughs> Tony Christie, he liked, he liked a bit of Roy Orbison. <laughs> but he had a very Swansea accent, you know? Yeah. So, is this the way to Armorillo? I'm gonna fucking. Right. Oh, so. But Hugh, and all these H's yeah. were hilarious, you know? He <laughs> <laughs> was like, Hugh, are my reason to live. All I own, I would give. I just to have Hugh adore me. Oh, fuck off. Put James Bond back on, for Christ's sake, Jeff. He's, he's got the old, what I consider the old Swansea accent, as to the modern... He's old like, Swansea, old yeah, school, yeah. Yeah, not like, long and winding fucking road, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He doesn't take a lot of pills, the old man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he had gout once. <laughs> angina. <laughs> angina tablets. <laughs> Pop out of your tongue, hope for the best. We should mention, when we, you know, we've we got to be careful what we mention on stage with people. Because Go on. No, it's just the curse of Distant Pod. We killed one person. Yeah. We mentioned Jimmy Greaves. He died that night. So. Yeah. One person. He was dead. He's already dead, to be fair. He was gone. Come on. No, Maradona died the week after we chose it. Oh, did he? Yeah. So I'm not taking the blame for that. 
but but Jimmy Greaves, it did feel quite weird. It did feel like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Felt it, fe- it felt like I had some sort of magic power, which uh, I'd used for bad as opposed to good. Yeah. Um, will I what? Will quack quack? You can't kill Will. I'm not going to kill Will quack quack. Serial killer. What? An innocent duck that likes porridge. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Get him. You be eating fucking Quaker oats in hell, Will Quack Quack. Is he a, is, is he a Welsh cartoon, Will Quack Quack? Yeah, it's a Welsh. Uh, yeah, he's a Northern. He's a Welsh pingu. Yeah, North Wales. Pingu's a penguin. Pingu's the Welsh pingu. He doesn't speak. He's just. What? Yeah, Will Quack Quack, North Wales, the duck, uh, quacks a lot, loves to eat porridge. Is it Quack C W A C? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah. And he's got a, he's got yeah. a, he's got like a sort of cravat necktie. Okay. All right. I'm not saying he deserves it. No, no. <laughs> deserves to die wearing a cravat. <laughs> <laughs> sort of duck you see in fucking Twickenham, like you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Proper fucking prick of a duck, like. <laughs> with a fucking barber on, like you know what I mean? <laughs> Quaffing fucking pims with his big fucking bill, like he's all that, like. Bing, I'd kill. Um, oh fuck yeah! But uh, no, not not will 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 quack quack survives. My my wrath. <laughs> my cartoon Armageddon. Yeah. Oh, I tell you, who I'd kill for oh, the good of the village. On. Naughty Norman Price. Oh, he's a oh shit! Yeah. Prick of a kid, though, isn't he? How how is he not in prison? I don't know. It oh, is. He's got a tag, or, a tag or something. Yeah. Tag. <laughs> yeah. A tag, bare minimum. Yeah. Talk about soft justice in Pontapandi. They laugh it off. The, the kid know. is committing arson on a weekly basis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a big one, that, isn't it? So, you know, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I don't know, be all pretty Patel, but the softly, softly <laughs> approach has clearly not worked. You've got to bring back the death sentence just for Naughty Norman Price. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a wonder that there are kids at home who aren't being inspired by Naughty Norman Price, and it, that it's not sort of causing a crime wave. Because kids tend to be, or kids TV tends to offer good role models. And he is, certainly in fiction, I can't think of anyone who personifies <laughs> evil. <laughs> more evil. Who personifies evil more you than You can't even more evil than Norman Price. In fiction. <laughs> because because he, has, he has no... All he has no fiction. But he has no redeeming features, does he? So there's no light and shade in Feynman's side. Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, All right, Hannibal Lecter, I'll give you. Yeah, yeah. 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 He Although, didn't have any redeeming features. Yeah. Hannibal Lecter liked to cook. <laughs> <laughs> didn't set anything on fire when he was cooking, yeah. did he? Yeah. Yeah, he liked wine. <laughs> Chianti liked his wine. Quite a bon vivant, really, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Well, horrid. No, he gets a bad press. I mentioned this on the pod. He gets a bad press, Horrid Henry. Because his parents are fucking dickheads, the two of them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got young kids. Horrid Henry's not that bad. No, no, no. And his brother's a little twat. (laughs) Yeah. Perfect Peter. You know, and his mum flies off the island for the slightest little thing with him. Yeah. You know, I feel quite sorry for him, to be honest. Yes. When I texted the two of you, right? Yeah. Said, do you want to do a sports based podcast? (laughs) (laughs) I'll be honest. Yeah. I didn't visualise a thousand people turning up at the new theatre. T, you talking about <laughs> naughty Norman Expand. fucking fright. Yeah. I think Topsy and Tim are too good. I find them creepy, personally. Yes. Yeah, yeah. and they're not twins in real life, but they look the same. In how, real how life? Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> 
What do you mean? Watching Tim are twins, but I think they're actors. They're, they're not. Well, no, they are actors. I know that. I'm not yeah, fit. but then they're not twins. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think it was a documentary. Yeah. It's not a fly <laughs> on the wall. Hell. Like the Truman Show. <laughs> <laughs> but they're just too helpful. I think it is probably time for you guys to raise another ten grand for the new theatre. <laughs> we'll do some. We'll do some sport after the break. Also, I have. Have I got the opening for you in the second half? Oh. Uh, hey. Oh, mate. Oh. You, it's gonna, not, the tandem will knock you bandy. I'm telling you right now. It is one of the funniest things you'll ever see. So we, we'll have a ish. Ish. 20 minutes. 20 minute break, guys. See you back here. Have a pint of wine. See you in a little bit. Oh, dear. Harry messed up the one job he's got. <laughs> Thank you very much, Harry. Ladies and gentlemen of the Cardiff New Theatre, please give a big warm welcome to the Sushi Dish Sports Bars, the second part of the show! Do you remember that documentary that we did that was about the lady from Merthyr who Cass. swam The Merthyr Mermaid. Yeah. Actually, brilliant documentary. Do you yes, remember I that? Do. I do. Kath's in tonight. Kath's in tonight. Oh. Where are you, Kath? Woo! Amazing. If you, if you haven't seen that documentary, you need to see that documentary. What an amazing person. She sits in her shed yeah. in a chest freezer yeah. full of water with it turned on. Yeah, she swims as well. Yeah, yeah. No, but that's uh, the remarkable bit for me. Yeah, I know what you mean, because she sits in a chest freezer full of ice to acclimatise. I can't imagine what that's like. And then she swam. I'm, I'm not mansplaining to you, Kath, by the way, right? <laughs> and then you, you swam. Do, right, and then, <laughs> then what you did, Kath? A mile in the Antarctic Ocean. It's amazing. A mile. Yeah. Fuck, it's an unbelievable. A mile. A mile. And I watched that mile that you did, Kath, on, on the... Because of the, the currents, it looked like you were sort of going nowhere. So you, you were, I imagine you wanted to get over with fairly quickly. <laughs> yeah? As quick as possible, I'm Yeah, guessing. you'd imagine, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. So I think seawater, because it's salty, I might be wrong, can actually be below freezing. True story. Is that true, Kath? Yeah. Ah! Oh, check out Science Boy! Hey? Hey? Uh -huh. Not just oh. P and R E, yeah. not just the ones you can not spell. Just the, not Bam. just peck dances. Yeah, yeah. Bamba Gascoigne is in the room. <laughs> That's a reference for the over fifties. Magic. Yes. I mean, Paxman has done has been doing University Challenge for twenty five years. Has he? Yeah, yeah. But I thought to myself, no, too no, no. modern, no. too modern for my sensibilities. Mike will not get this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, do you want to do some sport? Yeah, yeah come on. Yeah, yeah, I do. Al, bit of sport. Stop it. Come back at Christmas and boom. Absolute weirdos. <laughs> Modern management has changed an awful lot uh, over the last... I would say since Arsene Wenger. He's probably the person who changed it in English football. So let's look at someone, an Arsenal fan over there. Unless, may, maybe he's just fan of broccoli. Yeah. You'd like Ray Pollard. You're asking us to eat what, Arsene? Broccoli. No, no, no. But broccoli. broccoli. Barockily. 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 It's like a little mini tree on my plate. I'm <laughs> not eating that. Martin Keown said, we used to go on the pitch feeling like Superman. 
because they'd had some broccoli and they had six... <laughs> Even I'm saying broccoli. broccoli. Stop it. <laughs> and they had 16 pints um, on a Tuesday. Right. <laughs> so this is uh, an old school manager uh, who used stuff. to be of this parish, of course. This is Neil Warnock. A 2-0 home defeat by Ipswich in February sees Warnock at his most direct. Hutchinson, thank you very much. I've never seen a like him. I've never seen a like him in my life. After the break, it's heavy machinery. At What's home. going on there? <laughs> We're never going to know. And what the, happened after the break? in a fucking tractor. The frustrating thing is that the clip ends. It was and just I, getting good. Why is he on a tractor? I've got... He's from Sheffield. He's not a, he's not a farmer's son. And the thing is, you know, I, I've not seen that like it in my life. Apart from, Neil, last week, when he yeah. said... <laughs> exactly the same thing. And the Wednesday before and that. And the Wednesday before that. <laughs> I, love the way, I love the way he tells the substitute to warm up. Not because he's coming on, to go and have a go at the lights. <laughs> go and tell him! Half. Go and tell him! You should be flagging for that. Go and tell him. Anyway, so obviously Neil Warnock is of the old school uh, when you compare him to Tuchel or Klopp or Guardiola, but there are, there are still elements of that in the modern games. This is a clip of Jose Mourinho. What, what, oh, listen yeah. to the end, right? Listen to the end. A little man and a fake with no respect. Those are the words that Antonio Conte has used to describe Jose Mourinho tonight as the two managers' so war of words intensifies. Before... Uh... Uh, you make this type of comment before to hurt another person, you must pay great attention also because you show that uh, you are a little man. A little man, you don't know very well uh, which is the situation, but I know him uh, very well in the past because in the past uh, he was a little man in many circumstances. He is a little man uh, in the present and for sure he will be a little man in the future, also, he, he oh, fuck off. To... <laughs> <laughs> fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> Another way, he swears in English, even though he's a. T it's great, isn't it? Yeah. He's, so, he's become so part of the part of the furniture over here. And of the fuck off. <laughs> he's trying to do mind games. <laughs> and he just responds like he's a Sunday league manager. <laughs> fuck off, mate. <laughs> Well, the Warnock one. When they, I mean, Warnock's a classic. Well, you, you'll put the you put the F word in between the middle of a word as well. Yeah, you know, a little bit of punctuation. He's like. a fan fucking tastic for you know yeah, that yeah. sort of. That's a fucking lovely. Yeah. Yeah. You're a fucking dis fucking disgrace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're at the top level, if you're if you're a Premier League footballer, you yeah. don't really need the ins and outs of the game, do you? You want someone just to give you a kick up the arse, surely? 
I think mean? it's actually the opposite. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> All right. No, but I mean... Fuck off! <laughs> I interviewed Chris Gunter before Wales played England. Right. In the friendly about a year ago when we lost 3-0 at Wembley. That was behind closed doors. Yeah. And I interviewed him the morning after and I said, so, you know, prior to the match, did Rob Page, did he say... You know, this is, is England away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wales versus England. Did he like Phil Bennett it? Yeah. These <laughs> bastards have taken our coal and our steam, all of that. Yeah. 40 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ethan Ampadu was yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, he, he was like 17. What's coal, boss? Yeah. What's coal? I said, did he like Phil Bennett it? And he went, no. Because Gun Chris Gunter's argument, which is what all modern footballers would say, is that if you can't get yourself up for a derby, even though it's a friendly, Wales playing England at Wembley, then there's a problem. So you need the very, very technical stuff because there would have been a very specific game plan for that game, for that match. And I think that what Warnock does, and we were looking at a clip of um, Tony Poulis, uh, who obviously is similar, <laughs> and it's... <laughs> It is like they're managing pub teams. It's yes. absolutely hilarious. Yeah. And Warnock, there's a... I love that, though. That's what it should be. But there's a, there's a documentary from when he was manager of Huddersfield in yeah. about 93, 94 on YouTube. And again, the swearing. You're like, how did it go on telly? It's too much. It's like every word yeah. is fuck. It loses a bit of, 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 yeah. the, of the power, doesn't it? It does lose the power. And eventually you just sit there and think, oh, well, Fuck me. off. Do <laughs> 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 you? In the end. In the end. <laughs> but even, even at the level Jose's working at, because Conte's doing that whole mind game stuff. Yeah. And that's the only response to being called a little man in an oh, interview God. 14 times yeah. on Sky Sports News. Con he's good looking boy, Conte, though, isn't he? He's yeah. a handsome man. Yeah, extreme hair transplant. Did he? Yeah, yeah. Keep he, talking. Tell yeah, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got yeah. a phone number? Really? Oh, yeah. he, he, I mean, prior to a few years ago, he, he looked like an Italian Willie Thorne. <laughs> That's a hair transplant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, because I'm losing my fur, as we all know, right? No, you can't see it. We well, shaved half of it off. But... Well, yeah, shaved that off, yeah. But I use the old shake on hair. So what do you use? What, what's shake on hair? It's what it sounds like. Well, no, no, but you can't get hair in a tin. What, yes, you fucking can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, all, it's all fibres, like charged, electrically charged fibres. Uh, like Electrically how, charged fibres. Like how, collagen fibres. How can that be better? Because it sounds... Who's charging them? Look at my hair. It's in the fucking can. Yeah, yeah I can see your hair. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I, I am. I've got a, I've got a bottle pad. I look, I look like... Now? Throwback to the old days. I look like Cadville. <laughs> I've got a... <laughs> Who's been in since episode three? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the 11th century monk. That's the yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the ecclesiastical right. problem solver. That's but right. I... <laughs> I did an interview today on Radio Scotland, plugging the Edinburgh show, which is selling like cold cakes. And uh, <laughs> they played... <laughs> BBC Scotland said, listen, the problem is, it is a bit sweary and we're lunchtime. Isn't it? The only thing we can find is your clip about Cadfell. What, the whole podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is like 18 months ago. <laughs> so they put a clip on I haven't heard since. Right? You're talking about Cadfell and fucking solving crimes in a monastery, right? <laughs> As a sales tool, it was shit, I'll be honest. <laughs> And then she said, when was Cadfell? I said, I don't really know. I said, I think it was mid-80s, early 80s. I don't really know. And then, by the time they played one track by Thames Trent Derby, right? <laughs> the fucking bloke who wrote the original score for Cadfell had been in touch with the show. Shut up! Honestly, God, his name's Peter. 
to confirm that it was mid-80s. But he, he, he wrote the music for Catherine. I bet we haven't sold a single extra ticket on the back of that. Oh. Not one. I mean, no one's happy with that. The monk crowd, the sports crowd. <laughs> the monk crowd. Anyone in from Coldy Island? Oh. Bringing the old monk dollar. Oh. Selling all that fucking jam. Bringing the, bring the mead. Actually, all the law. Yeah. yeah. Top they, up with some mead. Oh, yeah. I can get that behind the bar. Oh. Yeah. Oh. They, had to, uh, they had to rent a telly from Fishguard, didn't they, when the Pope died? Do you remember this? What, oh. the new theatre? No. The, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's seen better days, but come on. God, no offence, I'm joking. I'm, it's lovely. I'm joking. No, when the, when the Pope died. Yeah. Which the, one? Because the monks, uh, John Paul II. Good one. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. If you're my age, he's I the mean, Pope. Yeah, he's yeah, the Pope. He, yeah, the real Pope. Yeah, yeah. The, the fella in the, in the like the golf in the the Pope mobile who did uh, Ninian Park. Ninian Park. Yeah. yeah. Wanker, yeah. wanker, wanker. <laughs> <laughs> Get the Pope to do the Ayatollah. My old man said, "Be an Anglican." <laughs> <What? laughs> he must have good. I'll write that down. He, <laughs> <laughs> he must. He must have been in the dressing rooms at Ninian Park. Yeah. Well, he's your next goalkeeper, wouldn't he? <laughs> he's probably did half an hour of shot stopping first to get Brilliant. him into it. Phil Stant firing yeah, shots in magic. It. Phil Stant. <laughs> Imagine finding a few past the Pope. Oh. Take that for papal infallibility. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sport. Oh, yeah. Do you reckon when the Pope saw Ninian Park, he was like, right, OK, a football ground that seems to have been designed with hooliganism in mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Green general chanting at him. And he did, uh, he did Poncana Fields, didn't he? One of the big fields. He did Trolloy, was it? Did he? Yeah. Did he? Like 250,000 people. Yeah, massive, yeah. Really? Did an open-air gig big, for all the Catholics in Cardiff. Big gig. Yeah. Makes us doing the arena look shit. Yeah. We need to do a bucket. We're doing the bloody arena in February. Oh, okay. You don't seem particularly bothered. That's what I was going to say. Fuck it then. <laughs> we were. Yeah. <laughs> With the Pope as a special guest. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More fooling. Yeah, come on. There in. There you're in. Right, Michael. Sorry. What is your clip for tonight's show? I don't have a fucking clip. No idea. Oh, I do know no, this No, this happens is. regularly. I do, yeah, because I, because I, we've done fucking 78 shows. We've done, what's that, times two? Hundred and, you know, that's loads of shows. <laughs> <laughs> that's over 78 shows. That's 78 clips. 140, 150. I've done a minimum 156 clips. Haven't yeah. I? Yeah. So I get confused. And you've read two books. <laughs> <laughs> Et tu, Brute. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, one of the best voices in sport, Ray French, uh, rugby league legend, talking about, talking about one of Cardiff's own and an absolute legend of rugby league, Billy Boston. Billy Boston was probably the finest wingman ever to come out of Wales. Big 15 stone uh, man who had pace, who had a neat little sidestep, who had a handoff which was very similar to a shovel hitting you in the face. He was so powerful. 
Very often, even today, I wake up during the night rubbing my shoulder and thinking of Billy Boston. He was a hard man to tackle. Billy was a sensation when he came into rugby league. Over 120 tries in one season alone. Ashton's got Boston and Boston giving the corner. After only a handful of games in rugby league and in that cherry and white jersey of Wigan, he was on his way on tour with Great Britain down under where he scored 36 tries in his first tour, which was a record number of tries by any previous player. He will always be remembered for his time with Wigan, and especially in those six uh, Challenge Cup finals at Wembley, particularly the three wins. One of the nicest aspects of Billy, both on the field and off the field, was the humility of him. Although he won every honour that the game could offer him, it never went to uh, Billy's head. He is probably as shy uh, today and as pleasant a man to talk about rugby with as um, he was when he first came into the game. Carlos Billy Boston. <laughs> Billy Boston. What, what a player, what a player. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm too young to have seen him play live, obviously. And a lot of those old clips are quite grainy and they're a lot of them are black and white. Mm. But what he accomplished in the game. And then it, it, it makes me really proud on, on one hand. And on yeah. the other hand, I just get so frustrated that because he was working class, docs boy, you know, didn't have a lot of money, went to rugby league to make a living. Mm. You know, and he got completely sidelined. Like, I mean... He's one of the greatest players of all time. There's a statue of Billy Boston outside Wembley, and there's nothing in Cardiff. There's nothing in Wales. Yeah. The sad thing is when he went to Wigan, he, he didn't want to go to Wigan, and he cried because he knew he'd never get to play for Cardiff, which was always his ambition. So his mum, Wigan, came down to his house in Bibtown, mm -hmm. and they said, we'd like to sign Billy. And this is in the 50s, for mm. £1,500, which is an absolute fortune. Yeah. So when you bear in mind that the, you know, Average wage was about a tenner a week at the time, maybe a little bit less. They said it's 1,500 quid. And they actually, they, they took 1,500 pound out in fivers and they put them across the table no and way. said, that's how much money we're going to offer you. And because he didn't want to go, his mum said, three grand. Really? <laughs> and they went, all right. And she went, great. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and, he, and he didn't want to go, but because his mother had given her word, he then became a rugby league player, but it wasn't working out for him um, playing, for playing the Union game in yeah. Wales. He was offered to sign for Neath and Ponty, yeah. Pontypridd, but he wanted to play for Cardiff, and Cardiff weren't interested. And Cardiff, RFC, they think now, had, quite, had a, race, had a, oh, basically yeah. a racist issue yeah. with it, because there were lots of very good, talented black players from the docks who, who were playing for other clubs or going north. Well, three of the greatest rugby league players ever, so Clive Sullivan, Gus Risman, Billy Boston, all Welsh blokes who had to go, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Three, three of the greatest of all time. Yeah. And you would think, I mean, okay, that was 40, 50, 60 years ago, and you'd like to think things have moved on, they have moved on, mm -hmm. you know, but they've had a lot of time to make up for that. Yes, yeah, yeah. And they haven't done that. You know, well, I, I, you were saying yesterday... There's going to be a statue of those three in Cardiff Bay. Great. Off the back L of that Long overdue. Yeah. That, oh, that doc as well. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we talked about that doc on the pod. Um, it's called Code, Code Breakers. Code Breakers. Code Breakers is a fantastic documentary. But see, I mean, 
We talked about earlier about players in the 60s, and you, you got those programs you were showing your dad today. Yeah, so yeah. when players in Union at that time were five foot nine, 11, 12 stone. He was a I mean? massive man, 15 stone. Yeah, but I mean, for then though. Yeah. If you, if you had like a six foot two winger, 15 yeah, stone yeah. in the early 60s. It's a 60s frightening. Jonah Loma, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. He, because um, he played for a team in, in uh, the docks area of Cardiff known as the Kayaks. Yeah, my yes. dad played for them. Did he? Yeah. Really? They yeah. were a very good side, apparently, but a lot of those top players who ended up going for league and um, who ended up going north played for the Kayaks. Yeah. But it well, Billy Boston also said that he knew, as a, as a mixed race or a black man in, in Wales at the time, as much as he loved rugby and Wales and being Welsh, he'd never play for Wales. Yeah. And that, yeah. was, that was the way that it was. Where, what where was it, 1986, before Mark Brown played for Wales at Rugby Union? Jesus. There was one guy who played for England, sort of 1902, and then it was 1988 before Chris Oatey and Andrew Harriman and those played. Crazy. So, you know, league had regularly yeah. had black players playing for yeah, Great yeah. Britain around yeah, the well, season. Clive Sullivan was captain. Yeah, exactly. Well, Gus Risman, I mean, I'm, I'm a Barry boy. Gus Risman was a Barry boy, went to Barry Grammar School. You know, he was, he, I think he captained the, the Great Britain team that went to Australia and sort of one of the best tours ever. He hasn't got a blue plaque. There's, well, no, there's nothing to commemorate him anyway. But because rugby union is so dominant, I'd never heard of these players until I watched that mm. uh, documentary. And they achieved, you know, they are the, 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 the Pele or the Eusebio of rugby league. Yeah. Bob they Hope's mum and dad have got a blue plaque in Barry. Who? Bob Hope's mum and dad. <laughs> Not even Bob Hope. Bob Hope's mum and dad? Yeah. The place where they had a shag has got a blue plaque. <laughs> he was born in Bristol. <laughs> the I'm ghost sure. train in Barry has got <laughs> blue plaque. <laughs> Underneath the fun, the fun house slide. No, he, um, yeah, so do you know what I mean? So Gus Risman hasn't got a blue plaque, and Bob Hope's mum and dad have. And that's the way that it is, and that's the way that it was. When, when do you, when's the, uh, you set up the statue? Is that, is that a done deal? Is that happening? I think that they had, a, they had a vote on who it should be, and I read something Christmas time, just gone that they were going to start building. We are very bad at celebrating our sports people in Wales anyway. Yeah, because I walked past the Gareth Edwards statue and it's opposite Juice Boost. Yeah. <laughs> he's basically passing, he's passing away from Primark. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't realise... <laughs> I didn't realise until yeah. I watched this clip that Ray French, the commentator, who I remembered as a commentator, is a dual chord international. Yeah, he played yeah, for yeah. England at Union first, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. look like, but he was a good player, yeah. But I had, I had no idea. I just thought he had an absolutely fantastic voice for commentating. I didn't realise that he was a bit of a legend and played for Great Britain. And there were times where I kind of forgot that I had a great job when I used to be a sports journalist. Mm. I have been in Billy Boston's pub with Ray French. Shut up. No. Well, yeah, he does it all the time. You're applauding me having a pint. Thank you very much, sir. Well done. Why? Yeah, just doing an interview. Oh. Just, why not? Because yeah, Billy that. Boston owned a pub, which I love sports people who then went on to own pubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very much of that era. Is so, it still open? I, I, I think the pub's still open. Let's go for a pint in the Let's Griffin. do it. Because Boston's still alive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's in Lovely his 80s, man. I think. Yeah. Really shy, as Ray was saying there. Very quiet. And his one sort of thing, he never played league for Wales in a full international either. He played for Great Britain, played for, I think, the other nationalities. They had a team that played against England. But because there weren't enough Welsh players around that time, he was injured with a couple of games. 
I think they gave him like a commemorative cap a couple of years ago. But yeah, never played. Can I do Wales the impression? The Murray Rugby League impression? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, I, I, I know like two impressions. You give that, it's loads. Re uh, <coughs> From my extensive repertoire <coughs> of impressions. Would, would you, uh, man of a thousand voices, <laughs> like to do a rugby league impersonation for us? He's a big lad, this crook, she'll chase him and stop it. <laughs> I mean, that is a good, that's a good impression. That's good. Cholating water, try. All summer, yeah. stood on the touchline watching our boys play rugby league. You've yeah. been doing that. I kept it all summer, yeah. It's so funny. When actual love? children are playing. If we get a kid for that team called Crooks, I'll be fucking loving life. He's a big leather's Crooks, you'll chase him stopping. It's confused 12-year-olds running around. Under-12s team, boy, boy plays for. We played up in Abertridge in the summer, in, near Caffilly. And they were really good, Abertridge. They kicked our ass, something bad, right? So on the one kickoff, we took a quick kickoff, went 10. I was still right on the 10-meter line. Our winger caught it, and he was off to the race. We're going to get a try back here. This fucking referee blows his whistle, right? I went, what? He went, not 10. I went, oh, that's piss poor. It's nice to have a Neil Warnock influence at under 12s rugby league, isn't it? <laughs> Go get warmed up and tell that. I know we should be fucking flagging for that. Tell one of Ben's mates. Go and tell him to fuck off. Yeah, yeah. Go and tell him to fuck off. <laughs> all right, all right, Mr. Bubbins. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> I don't know what... <laughs> okay, Mr. Bubbins. <laughs> oh. You can bring your fucking dinner. <laughs>
he, he wasn't Welsh. I'm, I'm, I've only got one accent I can do. He said, excuse me, mate. He goes, uh, where's Weistrad Munyak? <laughs> Weistrad Munyak. <laughs> Love it. So naturally, being Welsh, he sent it the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what, though? If, you, if you're a girl playing football now, or a, a, a woman playing football, mm. what a great life. You, I mean, you can have a proper life out of it now. If you're really good, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll catch up over here. But you can go to the States and go to college and all the scholarship and, yeah. and play in that league over there and have a great life doing something you love. Well, they're raising the minimum wage in that league as well. Are they? So I think it's around about 30 grand now, this sort of minimum. Mm -hmm. And then I think it only goes up to about 50, which still needs to be kind yeah. of worked on. But yeah, yeah it is about oh, 100% well, this. Yeah. It is the about other thing I love about Ang Harrod is she's gone over there to play in the States and her fiance is playing for a rival team in the same league, which I love. Really? I love the ah. dynamic of that. You could come up against your fiance. Well, we did it. We did the clip in Salford of uh, when Liverpool, no, not Liverpool, when Everton played Monday Night Did and Phil Neville and Gary Neville in the tunnel, completely refusing to acknowledge each other, acknowledge each other even though they'd shared bunk beds. Yeah. <laughs> thinking, God, it's a long time to three o'clock, isn't it? I've been staring at my boots for seven minutes. Yeah, and the, the women's team are doing really well under Gemma Granger, so fingers crossed they'll mm. qualify, because that would be great. It's just the World Cup is in Australia. Is it? So it's, it's a... Oh, are you, you jumping on board that bandwagon as well now? Well, the last one... Hey, BBC Wales! Well, the last one that they came so close to qualifying for was in France, which would have been brilliant, but Australia is a long way to go to watch a football match. Although we had plenty of people in here last night were tickets for Wales Czech Republic tomorrow night oh, in Prague and then Wales Estonia what in Tallinn. What a trip, what a trip that'll be. Yeah, although I think a lot of our fans, yes. a lot of our fans thought that uh, Tallinn is closer to Prague than it actually is. What do you mean? I, I saw well, an they're going to walk. Yeah. yeah, I saw an amazing tweet of someone going, Thumbalist. I fucking got to be there. I will walk it if I need to. It will take you six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> the game's on Tuesday. Ian both of them some elephants with yeah, you. I will Amazing. fucking walk it. <laughs> you won't. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys, for coming out tonight. Yes, 100%. It means an awful lot to us. It'd mean a lot more if you come to the arena as well. Yeah. No, it means loads that you download the pod. It means loads that you guys have jumped on board and that somehow a thousand of you have turned up here tonight. Yeah, thank you very, very much. Uh, How? The, the arena was my idea, as was the tandem. I'm fearful <laughs> that we will all be rattling around that place. Yeah. You won't have a problem with toilets there. No. No. Plenty of space everywhere. Right. How shall we end? Well, I'll do, I'll do a song. It's become a thing to do a song. Um, <laughs> it's become a thing because you wanted to do one. But the thing is, I really like doing Callan Lan, but we can't do Callan Lan every show. Can no, we? no. Oh, I do Sosmanbach. I think, I think, I think I know the words. If I get, if I, if I, if I do get the words wrong, I'll, I'll, I'll John Redwood it. Don't worry, you won't know. Um, just for the, if they've got English people here and people who aren't Welsh here, just quickly translate the first verse so they know what I'm singing about. Um, Very quick. Sosmanbach and Berwiaratan, little Sospen. Boiling on the fire. Saucepan, Vauerberwier Cloud, big saucepan, much bigger saucepan, boiling on the floor. On the floor? You're riffing. No, 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 I'm not riffing. Oh, Welsh, Welsh nurse, thank you. Yeah, 
No one's disputing that. That was just... It's functional. No, no one said it. Oh, anything. they are... Where it's all about light and shade. Yeah. That's... that's that's, I mean, that that's is a, we should end. That is a bang just, on heckle. Just, yeah. it, just one, oh, shut up and fuck off. Unbelievably, that is the manager of the new theatre. <laughs> <laughs> My bees, Marian, where he breathe, oh, art of the guastim and yach. My baban on a creed and creo, argath where he scrap, oh, Johnny Bach. Sospan Baber Yarla Sospan Baber Yarla Hargav Wedish Krapot Johnny Bach Dai Bach and Soldier Dai Bach and Soldier Dai Bach and Soldier Goita Grisima Sospan Vahmerviarata Sospan Vahmerviarata Arga Wedis Grapo Johnny Boy! Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Chief Boss, you're like a boss, everybody, much.